Hello and welcome to That's Just Gamer Talk. I am the gamer one two four. Joined with me as always, Tom Cruise can't lose. How are you doing today? I'm 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 doing all right. We're we're doing all right when we're not laughing about fake PS5s, I guess, or maybe the PS5 is fake. Who who the hell knows at this point? Really? I mean, you ask yourself these many questions and there are no answers. There are no answers. Just remember that. It's not real. You can't prove that it is to me. <laughs> Do you know what else isn't real these days? Anthem's not real anymore. Moving on. It because they, they pulled the plug, and that's what we're gonna leave it at that. Because honestly, that that's really all the news we got. The game is still you no can more. still play the game as as it is sits right now. But I don't know who the hell plays this game, and there's gonna be less people playing the game now that no updates are literally coming out about it. So goodbye, Anthem. We will not miss you. I'm sorry. Bye bye, Anthem. Yep. Okay, and we move moving on here. <laughs> because we really i just wanted to put i just wanted to throw that out there uh i guess we could talk we could just keep with like the ea stuff that's happening right now just because there's a lot of ea shit that's going on right now oh where to start so where 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 was it i guess we could do the sports talk early get the sports talk out of the way sure sure uh so this wasn't really like a gaming headline, but it uh, directly affects a game. And so I got in this case, double the college NCAA game that um, EA announced. What was it? Not even that long ago. Maybe a month. No, it wasn't a month ago at this point, was it? A couple weeks ago. It, I th- no, I think it was a month ago. No. Was it really a month ago? Damn, dude. Yeah. Where'd the time go? But, uh, so yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, if you don't know athletics, Notre, uh, especially with when it comes to football, um, especially when it comes to football, it it's one of the bigger it's one of the bigger things. And I, and I kept seeing a lot on Twitter. I was like, oh, nobody cares and stuff like that. I'm like, Notre Dame has one of the largest followings for their football team. How how can you say no one cares? Okay, whatever. I guess everyone just hates Notre Dame, which is something that's not new to me. Um, as a Notre I mean, Dame fan myself, they, I, I I like the team. I like what they stand for because they actually stand for the idea of uh at, or the of the student athlete because because student comes first. Yeah, student. Yeah, and it's really funny because and I, I I know I'm going all sports talk on you right now, but it's like Notre Dame was started for irish people irish people who to get education stuff like that and back in the day irish people were very much uh discriminated against and everything like that so that's why they call themselves the fighting irish because they fought back against the powers that tried to hold them down so screw you anyone that hates you that hates notre dame because you clearly don't know their backstory just had to get that out of the way anyway going back to what the hell is happening um, so Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick uh, says that unless the university or its players are being compensated for their likeness, they will not support the return of the game. Yes, I saw you, I saw you, bud. But hello. Um, so, and, and I remember saying this. I think I said something similar to this when they first announced the game. Is that? Okay, you're not using college players, but you are still using the university's logos and stadiums and mascots. So I thought they had worked something out with the university or the NCAA. Turns out they, Turns out they just They just did nothing. 
yeah, they just said, oh, this isn't going to be an issue. And I'm like, clearly no one in legal thought it was going to be an issue. But then somebody decided no. And so I'm sitting here going like, wait, what? No, nobody, nobody decided, nobody did this. Do they use player? And they don't use players. They use like, yeah, they do use old ones that are no longer in the college football. So it's not paying college athletes. Um, so yeah, they're using like old ones. It's not, it's the idea is that they're not like, they still have to pay the play, like to pay the, the person for their likeness, even if they're not playing football with the NFL or anything else. So like that, but because they're no longer college players, it's not paying college players anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. But the bigger thing that they either just completely spaced or didn't think it was going to be an issue is that these universities are kind of protective over their property, which is clearly is very understandable. You know, they're not just going to say, Hey, you're not just going to use our stuff without us getting at least a little bit of cut. And considering how many universities there are in the United States, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I see it's just crazy. Uh, so far, to my understanding, Notre Dame is the only uh, university that's opted out of the game so far. Um, but the bigger question becomes, will others follow suit? Because if, could you imagine, like, going going to, like, some bigger uh, teams, like Alabama, Alabama, like Clemson, LSU, anyone from the SEC, really, if any of those guys opt out, the game is, it, it, this has the, the implications that the game could uh, could not even come out. Like, it, it could stop in its tracks with the, with this move. I mean, yeah. I don't see why it wouldn't. I just, I don't know. I just don't think that the universities understand that it's their property. They can't, they technically have rights over it. And Notre Dame is just smart enough to realize that, hey, you're going to use our stuff. Well, then we want to cut. And EA is like, no. <laughs> yeah, if Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson all back out, that'd be huge because those are the like the biggest teams in college football. And by the way, you didn't say Ohio State. It's the Ohio State University. You got to emphasize the. It's like capital T-H-E because they're the Ohio State University. Remember that. I want to point out that a couple years back, Ohio State actually tried to patent the the in their name they failed because you can't you can't you, you can't patent the word the word yeah like <laughs> just to point out how ridiculous that sounds <laughs> oh man i i don't know it's I guess I've already made this a sport, like a sports podcast to start, but Notre Dame again is one of, is like one of the biggest ones and stuff like that. And they are probably one of the bigger uh, universities that's trying to really push for athletes to be able to profit off of their likeness and stuff like that. So this is a good move um, considering and, and, and no matter how much you feel about like players getting, uh, getting paid for their likeness and stuff like that. It's like it's like saying it's like saying that it's it's like saying some of your work you basically won't get paid for it and stuff like that. It's like being an intern. I'm like it's the dumbest thing. 
Um, and then also considering how much the money the NCAA makes off these players is ridiculous, dude. I've read a stat. A couple, I read a stat yeah. a couple of years ago that like off of one of the bigger players, Johnny Manziel at the time, they called him Johnny football because he was a dick. Um, college sports is modern slavery. Pretty close to it. Honestly, that's, that's what people have called it. There's a whole episode about that in South park. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, but I want to like, like I said, off of Johnny Manziel, they made millions upon millions of dollars in his three years, and he saw none of that. And I didn't like the guy. I still don't like the guy. But if if you're gonna sell that well, you should get some of that profit. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sketchy that they're making pretty much nothing. Yeah. Well, they're getting paid to go to school. I'm like. Uh, you realize how much a tuition covers, right? Because clearly you don't. Um, Not enough. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the parents aren't treated like crap, but you got, yeah, you got the idea. Exactly. Yeah, they're not treated like crap and stuff like that, but they're not getting paid, which is for for all that they do and all that they say. Like, foot, foot, like, Imagine like none of the players basically like you basically just put you better off just putting robots out there. It's it's really what it is. It's having robots play against each other. Oh man. Alright. Enough enough sports talk, I guess. Uh well, we got one more EA thing to talk about. We'll uh, just... Class action lawsuit. We have uh, like five of those to talk about. I'm I mean, yeah. Um, but this one isn't the, this one isn't the class action lawsuit. This is the uh, oh, okay. the new the 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 patent that EA now has over uh over this thing. So it's like so you know you know when you're down like you want to like game just comes out but you didn't get a chance to like preload the game or anything like that. You're just like oh crap this game came out today and stuff like that. So you have to sit there and you wait for this play it right away and sit and wait for this hundred dollar or hundred dollar hundred gigabyte like <laughs> uh a game to download and stuff like that i'm like shit that's huge right what if yeah. what if you could play the game you could stream the game from like ea servers and stuff like that while the game downloads in the background sounds pretty good right well that's exactly what ea is going to try and do um it it's one of those things that i think could work out in the future. I just think again, it's a little too early. It's it, we're gonna get out your bingo cards and check off Stadia here because I'm gonna talk about Stadia here for a bit. Um, because this is basically what Stadia is, but then also when your crap internet is already struggling to stream the game, now and you're now it's it and you're downloading time. a game in the background. It's gonna run even worse, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I mean, it sounds I, really good, though, right? It's a nice idea. The reality is, like, a lot of people couldn't uh, get Stadia to work, like, as is. It, once you add on, like, all that extra internet activity in the background, it's just like, no way. No, that's that's not going to. That's not going to work. All right. And it, it really it's going to download really, really slowly. Or you're going to have a really crappy experience for your first couple of hours. I think between you and me, we're both of the idea. This sounds like real, like a really good thing, right? Like this sounds like a yeah. really awesome idea. 
The problem is, is ISPs fucking suck. <laughs> like, most of the time, you don't get the speeds you pay for. And, and it's just like, if ISPs were better, this could definitely work. It's the same thing with Stadia. If ISPs were better, I guarantee you, it would not have struggled as well as it did. So like that. that's why I say this is a good thing in theory for the next few in like a few years. This could be a, like a really big thing. Yeah. Unless like game streaming is really just going to be the, the big, the big, big thing, which then it's like, uh, well, you're not going to be downloading anything. So it's like, OK, I guess we're just streaming the game. I think we're still far off away from that. I think we are, too, which is sort of like th this will be like the the in-between type deal where it's like you can still play the game but you're also still downloading the game in the background. And yeah. And it's just like, well, you are you just do you have to re like relaunch the game when you stream? According to this, that the game as the game downloads, you will seamlessly transition to the downloaded version of the game, which means pretty much no latency um between it. I don't know about that. They claim I it'll do that, that, but there's a lot of claims being thrown out at the moment. <laughs> So, and I also want to point out because EA has this patent, anyone trying to do something similar to this um, will have to go through EA now. Yeah. Sounds like EA. Pat patents are a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, but I feel like more of a bad thing. Like, I get yeah. that you want to protect, like, your, you know, like, your thing and stuff like that, but this isn't, like, this isn't, like, a thing or whatever. This is, this is something that probably should just be readily available at some point. I mean, we discussed this last week. It's basically putting a patent on a game mechanic. And it's like, yeah, it, here, here's where. OK, so like when when you're doing when you're patenting something that feels like it should just be out there and readily available for anything, it's different mm -hmm. from like, could you imagine if like patents on like like, let's say the Godzilla, like anyone, anybody could use like Godzilla in their in their movies or games and stuff like that. Clearly, they wouldn't want that. They would want like the what is it? Paramount makes makes the makes the Godzilla movies. Who makes the Godzilla movies? Yeah, Par okay. uh, legendary, legendary, uh, legendary, and uh, Toho. There you go. Okay, so imagine those two basically didn't have exclusive rights to Godzilla, and anyone could throw Godzilla in their movies, and they wouldn't get a cut of it. And like, that's not how they would want. It's very much pens are inherently a good thing. It's how far you go with it i really think like yeah uh, like imagine like go back in time and microsoft put a patent on or nintendo said hey we're gonna patent game controllers just game controllers in general yeah no other console coming out can use the controller or commodore put a patent on keyboards or something like that it, it gets to the point where it's a little too broad where it's not like a specific i like not like a specific idea or specific property but it's something that obviously a lot of different people could use for a lot of different things yeah that's that yeah you basically just summed up what i'm trying to say here yeah oh that's a good idea there we go all right so yeah this uh, i don't know how well it will work um, with the, with the, with the EA streaming games, I, it's like, like we said, it's a, it's a good idea. I'd like to see it done in theory with like one of the crappiest internets you can get these days and see how well it actually works. Or will it just be better off, you know, sitting like 
going to bed overnight while letting it download overnight or something like that. Or That's what I had to do. It's probably what I would still have to do, even with this, because there's no way my shitty internet would be able to handle game streaming. Yeah, that's it's, it's really what it comes down to. And, and, and again, it comes down to, I think, that the idea, like, the idea is that, like, the idea of streaming is, is like... It's a good one. It's a good idea. As much as I don't particularly like it, it is a good idea, and it makes uh, gaming a little easier for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I like to have, like, be beefier setups like my, my PC is a little beefier than you normally see and stuff like that doesn't mean that everyone has the beefy stuff that they can play these big graphic intense games and stuff like that and not experience zero lag with the idea of streaming is that you don't need that this crazy hardware and stuff like that you can play it on your crappy computers right um what was I trying to say again I, I totally forgot my point uh I think you're bragging up like bragging about your computer a little bit i mean a little bit but uh <laughs> i think uh, uh game streaming is where we're, we were at yeah but what was my point on that so, oh as much as i don't like I it it, it was, is it is a good idea that's my point for wow people, i can yeah. pl- my whole train of thought just went out the freaking window that was hey guys check out my cool pc it's been a, it's been a long day I, I know it's, I, I, it's I, been a day <laughs> you're you're good brother Holy You're crap, good. though. I I lost my train of thought like midway through and I'm just like, where am I going with this again? And I'm like, I'm trying to save it by like just talking about random shit. And I'm just like, and then it was at one point, I'm just like, I'm just going to go pure silent. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I'm just going to have to admit it. <laughs> oh, man. All righty. So I don't know. Do we want to get into the class action lawsuit since you brought it up earlier? Because there's a lot of those. Yeah, there's. What, what, like four or five of them? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick. We'll we'll spin the uh, class action lawsuit wheel. Uh, well, let, let's start with the tiniest one that was like Bethesda, right? I, I don't know that much about it. You know more. Yeah, so basically, um, a bunch of people are uh, leveling a class action lawsuit against Bethesda, uh, more specifically Fallout 4. And the game's uh, season pass, that which advertised that you would get uh, all the in-game DLC for Fallout 4 if you bought the season pass. And um, it, people are making the point that the stuff in the Creation Club, which was essentially Fallout 4's paid mods thing, which was always a dumb idea, and I'm glad they got rid of that eventually. But um, they made the point that, that, that that's basic DLC that they did not get access to despite buying the season pass. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if you're if you're going to release season pass, that you have to put everything underneath it, and mm-hmm. you're like, well, mods technically aren't a season pass. Well, it's like, but you, but there's a paywall behind this, and if I pay you this much and you say it's all inclusive, it should be all inclusive. Yeah, that's the idea there. I understand. I understand it. Um. I was discussing it with a few people on tw- on Twitter yesterday. I honestly don't think it's going to go very far. I, I, like, I think that people might get a pay- good payout because yeah, they might get the whole like class a action bucks. lawsuit. Uh, the whole class action lawsuit is for a combined total of about a million dollars, which for 
as these things go, that's that's pretty cheap. Yeah, con- considering not a lot of money. I think I think partially that is because like, I mean, I don't know how well Fallout seventy six sold, but I feel like the instant the game came out, a lot of people were just like. Do I want this? Oh, this isn't for Fallout 76. Oh, this wasn't? Uh, this is for uh, Fallout 4. Oh, well, that's different now. Yeah. Because Fallout 4 was actually like... I think that one sold pretty well, didn't it? It, it sold re- really well, yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's r- weird. I thought it was for, for 76, so that's why I just was like, well, that kind of makes sense, because like, a lot of people were apprehensive about 76, but then you're saying Fallout 4, and I'm just like, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I can see this. I yeah, I'm I'm in the agreements. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. I I bet you it'll be like they'll get a few dollars and they'll be like, eh, okay, we're happy. Yeah. So I um I don't know. Out of all the class action lawsuits, that's the least interesting thing one, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. It's just like it, it happened. They'll probably do a little something, but I don't think it'll be a ton. Yeah. Uh, we got what is it? We got Google Stadia's 4K claim and stuff like that, and they're having a class action lawsuit done about that. Uh, which if you remember when Stadia uh, Stadia came out, it was like promising 4K gaming and stuff like that, and then 4K at 60 FPS, and then nobody, and then no, none of the games run at 4K and 60 FPS. Mm-hmm. Um. And boy, if you remember, remember that whole debacle, they then blamed devs for not putting the game at that high of res so they could stream it, which if you're deflecting by assault or like attacking the devs for the games that you don't own, that they're letting you put on their client, on their uh, system and stuff like that, that's not a good way. That actually reminds me of something. So with the... like this has nothing to do with a class action lawsuit, but I kind of want to ru- rub salt in the wound here really quick because this kind of pisses me off. So Google, uh, Ooh, one, of their, uh, one of their studios they acquired was the uh, developers that made the game Journey to the Savage Planet. So when they uh, got that game, they obviously got the rights to it. And when they and again, after telling the devs that 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 their jobs were secure and they were going to keep working on the game through like 2022. They were just like all of a sudden one day, Oh yeah, we're shutting down. You guys, you guys are all out of a job now. And on Stadia specifically, the game is still broken. It has tons of bugs. There's a lot of them are game breaking bugs and a lot of players that actually really like this game. Cause I hear it's actually pretty good. I like, Hey uh, guys, what the hell, when are you guys going to fix this? And they're like, well, we're not the devs anymore. Like it's not our game. We we can't have we can't fix it. We have literally no access to our own source code anymore. You're gonna have to go talk to Google, and yeah. of course, a bunch of people then go to Google and they're like, "Oh, we we didn't ma- develop the game. You guys are gonna have to go to the v- developers. We're just the publishers. We can't do anything about it." And it's just been this back and forth of like, "Okay, who's gonna fix the game?" Because it's just this big broken mess, and it's like. I think it really go show goes a show like how really like I feel like in, in a way even Google had no faith in, when it came at him to Stadia because of just how much they were willing to drop it outright and 
even though there are games on their platform which they funded that are broken, they're just telling customers, "Yeah, we're not we're not going to do anything about it." Which this game that you paid for is broken and it's going to stay broken. Which is something Google has been known to do with their with their tech projects is that they just make these and then like they hype them up and make them sound really cool and then just drop them out of nowhere. That was one reason why a lot of people were very apprehensive about Stadia. It it was one of those things that it sounded really, really good in theory. Everyone was really, really excited for it. But at the same time, they were like, I don't know if we should do this. Google has this tendency to drop things and stuff like that. And I guess we're seeing now, like you said, they're dropping this and leaving, you know, like what was the game again? The Journey, uh, to, the Journey to the Savage Planet. Yeah, I, I did see this and I was meaning to putting putting it into. I'm glad you mentioned it and I just completely forgot about it. Um. But yeah, also imagine those devs like, you know, you're told I have we have a job, we have jobs for you in through 2021. And then it's just like, all right, no, go home. You're you're all done because we're, we're closing yep, down. Yep. And they go, wait, 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 what? And they're like, you told me I had a job through 2021. And I'm like, yeah, no, we don't. No, you don't anymore. Jesus, I think people often forget how often this happens in the industry, too. Oh, yeah. There are just so many studios where devs worry every single day about whether they're going to have a job tomorrow or not. And it, it it sucks. It really does. They they should not have to be dealing with stuff like this. And it's just another example of a bunch of really talented people getting essentially fucked over. And the customers are now suffering, too, because hmm. there is this good game that they really like and they want somebody to fix it. And pretty much everyone's just telling them no. It's a and, broken game and it's going to stay broken. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I think you'll know you'll know about this. But I also I, I, I saw that they weren't getting pension for this either, which was like the big thing that people were talking about with that, with this whole with that whole yep. thing. No, pension. Oh, yeah, that's not happening either. Nope. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> you, you, you tell them that they have a job, then they get dropped and then you don't you don't give them any pension you know, plans. I, Hey. Talk about AK like the 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 definition of being a shitty company right there. That like that's just that's just fucked up. Yeah. No getting around it. It's just it's just fucked. Uh so I guess it's after hearing some stuff like that. I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not really feeling it for Google here when they're like, yeah, we're, you're, you're, we're, we're suing you for a class action lawsuit for not having 4K in gaming and, you know, being false advertisement. Oh, and then I also you blame you're... the devs on this? Well, you screw you even more. So not not feeling sympathetic to Google right now. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, you're not alone. Neither are a lot of people. Oh, yeah. So I honestly is just like, when, when like it's like i said like they like they hyped up stadia when it was coming out right they they said it was like all oh, seamless gameplay and stuff like that and 4k 60 fps with very little You're hardware what? and it sounded like a dream like it, it was like the yeah like the like the a nerd's wet dream like a gamer's wet dream type deal but it was too good to be true yep so uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know i uh I do believe they could have made Stadia something someday. Oh, and for some people, this even worked. And that that just makes me even more like, 
you guys couldn't rework your plan. You couldn't do anything anything to at least try and salvage this. You just you just oh, decided to wipe the plate with everything. They they 100% could have. Let, let's well, Oh, we're, easily. What we're, let, let's let's talk like let, let's let's look at this for a second. You're Google. You're one of the top tech companies in the entire fucking world and stuff like that. You have a fuckload of money to do this all over basically. And if all of a sudden you were saying, "Okay, we're going to Shut down Stadia, cancel people's subscriptions for now, and we're going to rework this whole damn thing in like six months or so, or maybe even close to a year, and then re-put it out and like give anyone that was or like a, a subscriber at the time, you know, just like extra benefits or like free months of like of being subscribed and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. redone the whole thing. I think it actually could have worked. I also do think as well, Stadia was it's one of those things where it's it's too ambitious for its time type deal it's yeah it it's like streaming the game you have to have good internet and to have good internet means your isps have to be there and i've and i've i've just just i've just been shit talking isps but it's 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 entirely true because they just suck (laughs) um (laughs) like there are there are in like other countries, like internet is so much better than we have here in the U S and I'm just like, why can't we have that? Oh wait. Cause ISPs are monopolies basically. Yeah. So they don't need to be good because they're the only ones available at, at, at certain parts. So it's just like until, until that c- comes up and stuff like that, until that gets better, we're just, you just, streaming is just not going to be a thing in the u.s like streaming games in the u.s is going to be is only going to be a thing for the people who have the best internet and that's not a lot of people so yeah that's that's it's it's one of those things that i think in a couple years a couple years online streaming is going to be a huge thing um where and there was going to be some like tech thing that that comes from the game like the streaming side of it rather than the internet side of it um that's gonna push it over the edge and make it really yeah. good. That that's what I think. And whether that's XCloud, whether it's Stadia 2.0, whether it's PlayStation thing, we'll see. It might just be like yeah. it, it could just be someone out of left field. It could be like this no no uh no name thing like all of a sudden. You know? Well, who knows what the future will hold, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Stadia. What could have been? All right, enough of that. <laughs> uh, well, want to talk about Cyberpunk now? I forgot we have more Cyberpunk news. Oh, the delayed uh patch thing. Is that is that is that because what of their uh, quick get, of their quick get your bingo attack? card out and scratch off uh Cyberpunk real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone yeah, got bingo since, yet? Uh, <laughs> Go yeah, for it. Since, uh, uh, since uh, uh, these people weren't kidding, uh, they were very real ransomware people. Uh, uh, they did sell the source code, and now people are trying to fuck with it, which is making it really hard to update uh, and fix uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and now patches have to be delayed because of it. Yeah, I also hear that they're trying to use like DMCA claims on it to try and prevent it from spreading. 
I don't know how oh, the hell yeah. that I don't know how exactly that works, but it it was what I saw before I before we came in on this. So Hey, I I'm still giving I'm still giving it to CD Project Red for standing the ground, but yeah, this this is where it gets a little rough for the game for the yeah. game in there and and this move where it's like you don't want to give in, but at the same time it's like, man, this is really hard to work now. <laughs> Maybe maybe they'll get it back. You never know. Yeah. Like there, if if this like, if if this uh, idea of using like DMCA claims works, it could be really. It could it 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 could be like a really good move for them in the end. It could help. I think the problem that uh, they're having right now is uh, a lot of people that are spreading the source code around are doing it on like the deep or dark web. Yeah. That's where it gets difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, dark web, don't go there. It's a fucked up place. Yeah. And <laughs> trying to locate it once it's gone there is. It's it, going to be a headache. And a it, half it's a giant. It, it's it's the tiniest needle you could find in the biggest, most massive haystack you could ever find. It, 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 to put it in retrospect, I guess. I don't know what the hell I was doing there. Um. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, we can talk a little bit about Riot's new thing that they're trying for their Valorant game. So, sure. Uh, one of the big, one of the bigger streamers for, uh, specifically for Valorant is uh, Valkyrie, which I get, she, I remember she won, what was it, the content creator of the year or something like that? And maybe it wasn't that. It was something, it was something kind of big in like the Game Awards that they ended up like rating her afterwards. Something like that. I forget. Yeah. Um, but seeing her success, right, it's been trying to get, uh, women and what they call minority genders, basically anyone that's not a white dude to play Valorant at a high level. And so what they're doing is they're implementing this, what they're calling the game change, game changer series. Um, basically a bunch of littler competitive scene uh tournaments to try and like coach them or get them better get them good enough to compete in the big overall championship series um my only thing like this is good don't get me wrong this is a this is a good move to try and get you know i remember a couple of years was it a couple of years ago or maybe it was a year or two ago i guess it's still a couple of years but there was a there was one year in the lcs there was an all-woman team for the LCS. I'm going to tell you right now, they were not good. They, uh, I think they only won maybe one or two games, and then because of how the splits work, you can lose your spot in the LCS because like, there's these other teams that come up from the bottom, and then they face the other teams that are on the bottom of the thing. And then if the other team beats the team that's in the championship series, they then take their place. And try and fight their way back up. I remember they ended up losing, and there was a lot of publicity that they kind of broke up. And then it was just like, look, I'm not trying to say that women can't play at a high level and stuff like that. It's just, it it's hard to find, you know, it, it, as much like it, it, as much as you want to promote women in games, it's hard to find those ones that 
just because it, it just because you're a woman doesn't mean you get a chance and stuff like that or at least it shouldn't it's the same thing with yeah you know i'm not saying that they don't deserve a chance it's it, it's hard to it's hard to describe what i'm trying to say here but it's like i i i, I think they gotta I have the here. skill that's that's what i'm trying to say here yeah uh by just saying hey we're gonna put these people in because uh you know they're women is it's also in a way kind of unfair to them because like like in that one lcs that you mentioned if they don't if they're not the skill level of the other players they're just going to lose immediately at that point like promoting them had no point and when you're trying to force skill like that oftentimes it's just not going to work like i know in a lot a lot of us just would we would like it that way. Uh, obviously, like people like you and me, we would uh, love to see more, um, more, uh, like uh, more women or uh, minority genders in, in uh, big leagues like this. But you can't force them to be good at a video game. If they wanted to, maybe create like a separate. Um, oh, um, well, I mean, it, okay, they're they're doing like a separate. Well, they're doing like a separate type. Uh, series that's what this is basically to try and get their okay. skill level up it's it's what they're trying it's what they're doing right now so this is kind of like you could kind of look at it as like there's the pro level a- uh valorant scene and then there's like the amateur one where this is kind of like that amateur one where they're trying to work their way up to pro if okay. you want to look at it like that um which is good uh you know yeah. it, it means that there might be like some really big players that come up from the amateur league and stuff like that which is great because then they can get some notoriety um, easier and stuff like that, and um, you can get excited for them early. It's just, but it's like you said, you can't force these players and stuff like that. And it, look, look, gaming is is definitely like a male centric place and stuff like that. When there are definitely way more dudes in esports than there are women because there's basically none other than like maybe some shoutcasters or something like that like yeah the only one i could really think of is like off the top of my head is like shocks and she's been doing oh god it was like she's been doing lcs stuff for probably since the lcs inception basically and it's really funny to crap like I, people still crap on her by the way about, you know, she only got her position because she's a woman and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, she gets diamond every year and stuff like that. She's been with LCS and League of Legends basically since the esports in like happened, basically. Don't tell her that she's there because she's there. And I remember seeing like a clip from one of her streams and she was talking about that. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's not like I worked really hard and got a bunch of like writing degrees and I've consistently finished in like the top in like solo queues and stuff like that. And I, it, but yeah, I'm just some bimbo that doesn't know the game and I'm just here because I'm a woman and I'm like, Jeez. she went off. It was great. But <laughs> so yeah, like women can, can definitely be in the scene. It's just, you can't really force them. Good idea. It, I, I, I like, I like where they're trying to go with this and I hope it works out. Um, I just, yeah. I don't know what the Valorant scene looks like, honestly. Maybe there's a lot more women gamers in Valorant or in the League of Legends thing or something like that. I kind of, once I stopped caring about the LCS, I dropped off of basically all of esports. So I don't know the esports scene as much as I used to. Um, 
but I'll tell you, I'll tell you when I was watching, there were majority white dudes. I'm going to tell you that right now. That, that, that seems to be the standard. <laughs> yep. So, eh, it's, it's good. Good idea. I, I, I'll, I'll definitely be looking, wanting to look into that a little more though. Oh boy. Do we want to talk about the PlayStation stuff? Uh, Got the controller stuff. Well, we could talk about or the control. The, uh, I guess that was that was one of the class action lawsuits, wasn't it? Um. Oh yeah, the whole announcement of the state of play and the PC stuff. There's a lot of PlayStation stuff. Uh, let's start with the class action lawsuit, though. Sure, you you, you go ahead with that. I'm gonna take a drink. Okay. Drink up, boys. Well, not that kind of drink. I was gonna drink water, but you know. Oh. You'd join me anyway. Well, um, one day when I have alcohol, maybe I will. <laughs> Any who's wants it, yeah. Basically, um, what it boils down to is there's a pro there's uh been drift with the uh PlayStation controllers, and people are finding that the also the adaptive triggers are seeming to break pretty easily. These are PS5 controllers, people... by the way, not the PS4s, yeah. The dual sense, did I say PS4? I, I don't remember. We just said PlayStation controller, and I wanted to specify. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So, yeah, but, um, there's a, there's a beginning to be a call. People are uh, putting out a class action lawsuit about this, and there was a breakdown of the uh, PS5 DualSense to see like if it's an easy fix or um, or just to see like what's going on. And basically, a couple of the, took the P- PS5's DualSense apart. Basically said this controller has a combined life to- total of about 400 hours, which is not a lot before it starts seriously uh, drifting and you're putting way too much wear on the adaptive triggers. Yikes. So the controller won't be like bricked, obviously, but it's just not going to be, you know, very usable, I guess you could say. Yeah, it. It, it it just reminds me of the you know the switch the switch Joy-Con stuff and whatnot. Is it? It's very interesting that you say the the joysticks because honestly that was the thing that I wasn't going to think that I was going to break. Um, considering yeah. that uh, one of the guy one of the guys that we know from like Ghost Discord, uh, the faster pastor, he recently had to send in his uh, PlayStation Five controller because of the trigger was just the haptic sense apparently just broke it. Um, that was more of what I was going to, what I would think it would be for, but no, it's the joysticks, which is interesting to me. I I did not expect that. Apparently there's just an issue with the way the thumbsticks on the controller were designed. That's making them drift. Hmm. That's just increasingly hard to fix. I, I didn't watch the full breakdown, but that's basically what it boiled down to. So question uh, for and, you. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I mean, like uh, Pastor Pastor also said, like the adaptive triggers um, and a lot of people's other. I can't talk today and a lot of people's controllers have been kind of, uh, you know, crapping out for that. Surprisingly, seems to be less of an issue for people, though, which is really surprising for me. No, no, let's not be doing that. The Dual Sense is still a really cool controller. I wouldn't say Sony got lazy. It's just that they tried to save money in any way yeah. they could. Because, like, 
what they're like these both Sony and Microsoft are taking hits every time a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X is sold, right? The the, the tech inside yeah. is just far more expensive than what they're selling it for. So you can't really blame Sony for trying to trying to just like cheap make the make the certain things cheaper. I guess this is kind of like one of their like trial runs and stuff like that. So I guess my next question to you is: Do you think anything will come of this? Like we've we've seen we've witnessed Joy-Con drift be a thing and lawsuits after lawsuits of that happening, and so far nothing's really happened with that. Do you think because this is Sony, they might try and make their controllers a little bit durable? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that because I would if it was just like a normal situation, like their controllers have a little bit of drift and sometimes the haptic feedback is breaking. Like I'd be like, it's it's it'll probably be fine. Like Nintendo, like Nintendo. You could I guess you could say they got away with their whole Joy-Con drift thing. It. Took, they took a hit to their reputation, but it was a very small one. If what people are saying is true, though, and these controllers will start having big problems after about 400, 417 hours, then I think it might start, start turning into a lot bigger of an issue because that's a lot less time than people give it credit for. Yeah, no, when you people that's just like over a month of gameplay. Yeah, and considering that the like, you know, the new consoles haven't been out all that much now. It's only been a been about three, four months at this point. Yeah. So it's like to start having issues on your controller like that might make Sony go. Maybe we should relook into our controllers here for a moment and see how we can, you know, make future controllers less like more durable. And then basically do what kind of Nintendo is doing with, you know, send in the Joy-Cons, we'll give you a new one, or we'll fix it, or whatever, and then give it back to you. Yeah. Which would... If if there was any way to... Yeah, that honestly, that's how I... If I was a Sony executive, that's what I'd be looking into right now, um, hearing yeah. all this. I'm, I'm sure they're... I'm sure they're looking into it, and I'm sure they're going to... I'm sure everyone at the end of the day is going to be happy. It's just the road getting there. Yep. Yep. And and look, like I said, you can't I can't really blame Sony for trying to for trying to just, you know, make something a little cheaper or you know, try this and see if it works and stuff like that. And maybe they thought that they could do this and everything would work out, and but then realizing that people people go hard on controllers sometimes, especially depending on what games you're playing. Like if you're playing any fighter game, Oh God! Yeah, you're gonna. Those things are gonna take some abuse. Uh, oh, and like the extent of the testing phase, like it, it must have been a really hard thing to really get down into and detect because it, if you only start no, noticing like big problems over after like 400 hours, like I get they're testing these things, but catching that, like, there's no way that they were going to like see that coming because of just how minuscule of an issue that it was. Yeah. Yeah. You need to get fight stick. Exactly. Um, it, it's fair. It's cause like, I feel like a lot of people kind of look at it. It's like, they look at like Xbox controllers, like the, it's like the elite controllers. Is there like the, 
I guess what people call the holy grail of controllers. And to be honest with you, they pretty much are like they they have like I mean, I mean, you pony up for those controllers, but they are worth it. Yeah, they they're definitely worth like the money you put into them. I have just a basic Xbox controller here and it's already lasted three times longer than every other like cheaply made Xbox controller. Like I bought I went hard and I official and I like not super hard, but like I went more than like the corded xbox controller with it and i've really been happy with it so far and and i where i've started in past controllers i've noticed where you know buttons kind of stick down and joysticks start drifting a little bit i'm like well they're it's like a cheap 20 dollar one that's like an off-brand xbox controller so i can't really blame that whereas you know now i have an xbox controller and i still have yet to see any of that wear and tear so they make durable controllers at, at microsoft so it's pretty cool uh I matched my explosion on my PS or yeah on the, and Final Fantasy 10 and broke and broke my first uh, PlayStation 4 controller. Yeah, I remember playing on your PS4. Uh I think I was playing Final Fantasy 15 and I was just like your X button is fucked. Like it's it's hard to push down, dude. <laughs> like what the hell? <laughs> like it was so hard. I couldn't even tell like when it when it triggered. It, it, there was no you know how there's a little bit of resistance every time you hit down a button on the Xbox on the PlayStation 4 controller? There was no resistance. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here going like, "Oh, okay, this is weird." But it was it was registering. Oh, man. So got that whole thing, which we'll see what happens with that. Uh, then there was the PS VR headset will be coming to the PlayStation five, which yeah, kind of surprised working me on, working on a new PS four head, a blech, PS VR headset. Yeah. For the PS five, which is, I'm a lot of people are saying is a really good thing. Um, I don't know how much Sony really supported beyond a few games. So I, I guess I don't know enough about the vr from the from like the ps4 to be like really excited about this but i guess you know when you're trying to push vr games you want a vr headset for your consoles i mean it had some cool stuff i think what sony is mostly anticipating is i think they're banking on more companies being more interested in vr this next gen whether they are or not is up for debate um, because obviously we have stuff like Boneworks and um, uh, Half-Life Alex, which will probably get ported to the PS VR, honestly, which is you think, pretty you think awesome. That, you think that happened? You don't, you don't think that it would just stick on Steam? Oh, that's a good point. Because it is, it is made by Valve. So that's my only thing. I'm like, as much as I feel yeah. like it would be a good move for them to put it on the PS VR... I don't think it'll happen just because it's made on Steam and they want people to buy the Oculus. That's a good point. So I'm yeah. just wondering, like, what they have in the phone works for that. And it's it's weird. I honestly don't think we'll hear anything of it until about. I think this is one of those 2022, like 2023, honestly. Yeah, this is one of those down the road type things. Could be there could be some cool games. And and I know we've said in the past, like Half-Life Alex, it could be the beginning of like at, like real AAA games really getting interested into VR games and stuff like that, because currently there's not a lot of VR games that are of real interest. 
out there. Yeah. Like there's I've, beat there's Beat Saber, there's Half Life Alex, and I couldn't and like VR chat, and I couldn't even tell you a fourth. There are those golfing games. <laughs> there's golfing games. Excuse me. Yeah, VR mini golf. Okay. <laughs> the first I've heard of it, so. I I mean, like I think, you know, maybe it'll eventually be a big thing. Right now, the mar- the problem is like there's no real like market appeal for the for VR. If PlayStation changes that, that uh, that'd be huge. At this point, they're kind of banking on that, and they at this point they need to be planning like some bangers to be on that VR headset to really you know sell that to people. Otherwise, yeah. like there has to be some really interesting games because like we. I think I think even like the the past uh, game generate like the con- best last console generation with the PS4 and Xbox One showed that even though the Xbox like had better had like the better hardware, PS4 still sold more because there was just a lot more games that people wanted to play on that at the time. Yeah, it it goes to show. That like games sell consoles. If there are interesting games on the VR, people will buy VR. You know, that was like that was that was we saw that with Half-Life Alex. People were buying VR headsets for Half-Life Alex specifically. So, uh, a killer game with a great headset. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get like a killer game with that as well, like just I don't even know what it would be. Like maybe you could do some like like I feel like one of the bigger ones for the PSVR at the time was like Resident Evil 7 VR. Yeah. And it's like I get oh well, I guess Phasmophobia has like uh people say that the VR for Phasmophobia is pretty pretty interesting too and and makes it a hell of a lot more scary. So they could do something with like Village, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that game would be, but maybe they have something in mind. I I don't know what it'd be, but I'm sure they have something in mind. Or they're just like, hey, this is already here. We might as well just put it on the PS5, right? And then, yeah. like you said, bank on something cool happening with it in the future. Or just game devs jumping on that VR uh, ride with Half-Life Alex. Never know. Uh, so on top of the... Uh, I was thinking what Nintendo did with Wii Sports. Dude, Wii Sports was so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's how you that's how you sell a console. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure how VR would do that though. Like VR, sp- oh, you could do it. You could do it. I bet you could do it. Yeah, be, I feel like I, it'd be a little weird, but you could do it. I I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, on top of the VR headset, uh, the, uh, what was it? Sony also announced that they're putting some of their first party games onto the PC. Uh, so what is it we got days gone is coming out i don't know what else there was i just know everyone was like where's bloodborne and i'm just like uh probably not coming hey i wouldn't say that they said a lot more games that we're gonna be releasing on there on a pc apparently yeah listening not only like um to get uh obviously ps4 player playstation players um attracted more to the playstation platform but apparently the ones that they put on PC so far have sold pretty dang well. 
At least that's what they put out in the uh, statement that everyone was quoting. Yeah, that's that's what I noticed. I'm like, and one of the things I read is like, you know, gaming is like game development's getting more bigger and more expensive type thing. So mate, just selling it on one console, there's still a good chance that you might not make your money back. So it's like, why not just throw it out into the PC world? And so that's pretty much what yeah. they're doing. Are they already doing that? They are only they've only really done it with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's the only specifically Sony first party that they own that they've done it with. They had contracts with uh, Square for uh, Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy VII remake, but those are not Sony games. Those are Square Enix games. So yeah, and as disappointed as some people are. Uh... Please don't threaten to shoot up Sony headquarters. Yeah, no, that, because, don't do that. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of those bad things. You know, one of those things that you sh you shouldn't do. Oh yeah, Death Stranding as well. But again, that's not a Sony one as well. Yeah, yeah, people were threatening to do that. So don't don't do that. It's never okay to do that. If you don't like it, it, this this comes down to that discussion of console tribalism. You know, everyone's like the you got the super mega playstation fanboys that are like we'll never give up god of war and stuff like that uh, and i'm like did i hear what i was like, to admit, like it's absolutely also a problem with xbox and it's a problem everywhere with everybody oh yeah yeah it's not just playstation uh yeah. did we hear that royal is coming to the epic game store yes Yes, we did. Persona 5 yeah. Royal is coming to PlayStation. You know I'm going to buy or PlayStation PC and you know I'm <laughs> going to buy it, and you know I'm going to buy it again and you know I'm going to do another playthrough cuz I'm just that much of a fanboy. Hey, you're not the only one this time, okay? I'm not going to buy the Kingdom Hearts games on PC. I will oh, buy I will. <laughs> fucking Persona 5 another time. Yeah. I, I bought I think two copies of Strikers. I'm you ready. Two okay. copies of Strike. Okay, I didn't do that. I got one on the Switch and I got one on PC. Oh, fuck, it is on the Switch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I'm thinking now, but nope, nope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna resist. <laughs> Must resist. Well, it's gonna hurt too much in March. <laughs> well, it's gonna hurt too much in March. I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, I honestly like that move from Atlas. I guarantee you is from like how well Persona 4 Golden sold on Steam. I'm hoping that 6 now comes to the PC right away, or at least maybe after a shorter delay. It probably will. God, I hope so. I hope so, so much. <laughs> I don't want to... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, PS5, but I don't want to... The, uh, the only reason I'd want to get you would be for Persona 6, but if I can play that on PC... Yeah, that that, that might not be happening then. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh man so i guess the, i'm going back to the uh playstation games coming to pc what games do you do you think we'll we'll also see obviously like you said there's a state of play tomorrow that's supposed yeah. to be going tomorrow that uh maybe they'll talk about other games they're going to be putting on the pc um i assume that they're all going to be through the epic games uh, store as well which apparently Apparently, the uh, state of play is going to is going to be thirty minutes long and focus mainly on existing and announced IPs. So, what the big thing I'm expecting is I want to see more gameplay for Rift Apart and um, Horizon Forbidden West. 
I'm not expecting anything on the new God of War, but maybe they'll spend some time talking about the games releasing on PC. Maybe they'll just tease like that. Like, here's this. Maybe they'll just take a screenshot of like some word document. And, like, here are the games that are coming out on on PC and stuff like that. And they're like, whoa, imagine six on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll happen, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, did you see that uh, latest interaction between uh, Sony and Microsoft where apparently one of the games that Sony put on uh, Game Pass got like a huge boost in players because of it? Really? And they were su- And they were super happy with that. Huh. So. Interesting. I'm not going to completely discount the possibility. Then well, again, I am incredibly biased. I am in bi- incredibly biased and I will admit to that. Look, I I I want to see it, but I'm I I'm still a doubter and I don't believe it'll happen. But I will agree it will be cool if it does. Fair. So, yeah. Uh, I guess we can hit the so you guys have been very close to Microsoft lately. You never know. Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can hit the last of like our class action lawsuits, although this is a resolution to a class action lawsuit almost two years ago. <laughs> what are you laughing at over there? So many lawsuits. Okay, what's what's the resolution? Okay, so Epic Games Store, Epic Games settles on a lawsuit that was filed almost two years ago over the loot boxes that were in um uh, they were it was Fortnite and Rocket League but it was mainly Fortnite um so almost 2 years ago Epic base uh got sued by a parent whose child was playing Fortnite after spending some money on loot boxes or the loot llamas and basically was just like he didn't get anything good which is like that's that's how loot boxes go sometimes you should know what you're buying at the same time but this was also yeah. 2 years ago and a lot of what was going on at the time uh, was that I don't know, like there wasn't a lot of regulations or a lot of like people really outspoken about uh loot boxes at the time. <laughs> nope, nobody should after the PS3 and PS4 about the console. Yeah, um, never existed after that point. Uh, yeah. Now come, oh, come on, we're talking about we're talking about Epic Games now. Yeah. So. You could argue that yeah they didn't they didn't yeah, they should know what they're getting into but at the time there wasn't a lot of information out there there wasn't odds posted anywhere or there wasn't a way to like look inside what you're gonna get oh my god um that's a text that's a wall of text right there but I'll read that in a little while um <laughs> uh boy that I saw that out of the corner of my eye and I'm just like where the hell am I going again that's a good thing I actually have notes on this one. Uh, so yeah, at the time the plaintiff claims that, uh, they wouldn't, if they hadn't, if they had known about the slim chances of, uh, anything dropping good, they wouldn't have, uh, they wouldn't have bought these loot boxes, which I'm going to call a little bit of bull on that, because even if you know the odds, some people still would choose to do that on the off chance. I don't know. You could say that, yes, he's probably right, but at the same time, can you though? Um, and then, so basically, Epic saying, "Okay, yeah, we've changed our stance on 
you know, loot boxes. They've they took out the loot boxes long ago. They're no longer in the game. They're no longer in either of the games. Um, but basically, Epic saying, "Hey, we're sorry. Uh, here's one thousand V bucks to everyone," which is you know roughly a little more a little more than eight dollars uh, to every account that purchased loot box at the time. So basically, all you need to like, there was somewhere you had to like. I don't know if it was like a business email that you send like a screenshot or like you like show like a purchase like on your purchase history that says that this and if you have any sort of proof that you did purchase one back at the time they'll just give you the you send it to them they'll give you the thousand V bucks they say. Um, nice. Epic claims that they've seemed to change their mind about loot boxes and I do put changing quotes because at the time I guarantee you they did not change their mind on loot boxes. It was making them a ton of money. Loot boxes are, they 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 give uh, a lot of companies a lot of money. Uh, only reason I feel like they've changed their mind about this is because loot boxes are coming under a lot more scrutiny. Absolutely. So yeah, um, so yeah, basically pocket change. That's what they're doing for players now. Do want to point out? you can still jump on their lawsuit and stuff like that. So you can get your thousand V bucks if you want, but then, and then also jump on to the class section lawsuit for a little extra money and which they're pretty much saying, yeah, go do that. I kind of feel like this is a move that Epic's doing to try and get people to not jump on the lawsuit. So they have to pay less money. Yeah. That's what this kind of move is. So they're kind of like deflecting them, like saying, Hey, here's, you know, here's what we're going to do. Uh, ignore the lawsuit over there. Don't 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 pay any mind to it. Ever, what? <laughs> that's that's kind of how I look at it. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. I I was never a big fan of loot boxes to begin with. But let let's put ourselves in 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 this guy's head for a second here. That, that's, that's what I wanted to yeah. do. It. And okay, so you you know you're buying a bunch of loot boxes, right? And stuff like that. But let's say I knew the odds. Do you think that would change his, that they, they would change your your thought process and like how much I would buy them and stuff like that? I mean, me personally, no. I think some people it would absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree to that. I I'm still like, you know, it's like you you have that chance of like, oh, I could get this. I'm just you know, slap down five bucks. Why not? Just give it a little try. Um sort of thing like that uh and then the next question is because there was one there was one part about it in the article i was reading that it's like they were debating on whether or not the developer slash company it, it like is it is it the company slash developers uh um i'm just waiting for you to say it yep yeah, is, is it their job to make it so that you're that the customer is informed on their purchase or is it on the customer like is it is it on the person like yes the fact should be out there but just because they're like and they're out there but it's like but if they say oh well we didn't know the odds i'm like but they're right there like is that is that now on the on the developer's fault or is that on the consumer's fault i think if they had access to the um the odds i think that's on the consumer at that point because they knew what the odds were and they still decided to participate yeah i'm of the mindset and it's all hypothetical because at the time like i said they didn't have these odds out there because it wasn't a thing that you did two years ago 
Um, I, I don't know. And, and like Eric was trying to hint at is like, so is the compensation from Epic enough? Like, I don't know how much a thousand V bucks gets you, but $8 doesn't seem like a whole lot. And for probably a majority of players, they probably didn't care at the time it, it was only for those few people that probably were like i got jack shit from this right yeah yeah what about people's gambling addictions that is true that is true and then we get into this whole discussion again is loot box gambling and i'll argue it's yeah. a new form of gambling um rather than like the more traditional uh version of version of gambling it's i i will argue it's a new form Okay. And I spent a lot of years kind of, I mean, I, I still agreed that loot boxes are kind of shitty, but at the same time, I didn't really necessarily say they were gambling. As I thought about it more, I've kind of taken the stance where it's not specifically gambling. It's a new form of gambling that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, no one's really, no government's really jumped on yet or anything like that. And game like developers are seeing that and companies are seeing that and they're just like maybe we should cool it <laughs> unless you're ea just throw a little slot machine in one of their games why not a literal slot machine with that uh one nba game a pachinko machine also all pachinko cause... machines are big yeah yeah and you have to do those so you can unlock card packs you see mm. <laughs> yeah those are a whole thing i don't i fucking ultimate team so bad oh yeah it's new bad. maddens are so bad yeah uh then my last question i have for you do you think it true uh, that epic has truly changed their mind on loot boxes or is this an effort to get gamers on their side oh it's absolutely latter they're just trying to get people on their side and they're doing the minimum amount necessary to do so yeah that's kind of what i think but I man, this is like this is a whole rigmarole. If you ask me, I'm like, because you're they're already they're still trying to get people on their side against Apple, right? Like they're still trying mm -hmm. to do that as well. And then this happens, and then they're like, oh yeah, we changed our mind on on loot boxes at the time or now. And I'm like, but at the time you had no remorse for doing this. I guarantee you that they thought this was a okay. And it doesn't matter if you've changed your mind now; the damage is already done. So, it, hey, you know, look, if, if you're, if, if, if you bought any of these loot boxes, hop onto that lawsuit so Epic has to give you more money. Hop, we'll just leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you want to go over uh, Poke Guys? Uh... Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to say I don't think the uh, Royal is true. It is true. Makes no sense. Epic, Epic Games, uh, PS5. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, I know it just came out for Steam, but at the same time, it's like they have. I don't know. I think they're realizing like Steam was like the easiest way to get them in to get it to get it in like and to the most amount of people, right? Um, right. and considering that Persona Four was kind of a, like the whole Persona series before Five was pretty relatively unknown. I surely didn't know about it. Did you before five? No, exactly. So they were kind of just like, well, you know, 
Persona 5 is pretty big now. Well, let's just put four golden on, on Steam and stuff like that because it'll see the most amount of people. People know five now. Like, they know five and they know Royal. So it's just like, it makes sense that now that now that you don't have, like, the people going, what the hell is this? To, like, we know what this is. We know it's a good game. Let's get the most bang for our buck now. That's that's how I look at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just because, and 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 I still believe that they they weren't hundred percent sold on like people weren't hundred percent sold on strikers. So again, they wanted it, uh, the most eyes on it. Um, on on Steam. Also, I think they kind of locked in on Steam, and they didn't want to be one of those developers again, where it was like, "Hey, we're gonna release on Steam," and then like change their mind and say, "Okay, yeah, Steam's not happening anymore." But you could buy it again on the Epic Store. I don't think they wanted that publicity again. It, it, yeah. Like we saw that a lot happening a lot. Like what was it, a year ago almost? Um, Ublets, I remember was one of the big, bigger ones on that one. It was like Ublets and uh, what the hell was the other game? There was like a oh god, I forget what it was. Shenmue, Shenmue three. That was like that was a big one there too. Because after years of being on Steam, um. Yeah, after years of being on Steam, then they changed their mind to be on Epic Game Store, and I'm just like, yeah, that was kind of a move. That was a move they did. Uh, Alice hasn't said anything. It doesn't mean that. Think about it. Says nothing should be announced. Only website that claims PS. And look, and if if they announce it, if they officially announce it at the State of Play thing tomorrow, that'd be cool. Yeah. I think I think I think tomorrow will be a big big thing, and it's like, it if we're going if 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 it's going to happen, I feel like they'll probably talk about it tomorrow. And considering everyone's kind of like strikers just came out, and I don't think they necessarily wanted to take uh, any steam away from strikers. Do you, do you think they're going to announce any, any new stuff at uh, the state of play tomorrow? No. I, I don't no. I don't think I think they'll t- I think they'll talk about their the transition to PC. I, I think I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think they're going to talk about if if anything, there might be like. P, like VR ports for their headset, basically just try and incentivize people to buy the to buy the VR headset. Yeah. Just shooting from the hip here, but that's that's honestly what I think. I don't <laughs> think I don't I don't think that anything's going to really happen. Maybe they'll get some like expansions for something. Uh, I know. I was reading something that Watch Dogs Legion's online multiplayer thing is supposed to be happening or is supposed to be talked about or showed off, which might be tomorrow. Ubisoft might throw that might throw that at Sony and say, hey, here's this thing. Go show it for, to us. And they're like, OK, cool. Yeah. I want access to the other games besides four and five. Yes. And I wonder if that and, and we've and maybe not you. I know I've talked to Andre. Uh, about this um, sometimes because I'll see him in passing at the theater and we talked about how cool it'd be if uh, the big announcement for Persona this year is going to be like three uh, like three one two and three maybe like a big bundle game for one two and three like as like a triple pack that'd be that'd be cool yeah if if that's the announcement or I'm, honestly, I'll be happy if it's just three. But if it's also one and two, I'll be livid. <laughs> It'll be a good time. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of Persona being played. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yep. 
Oh man, I'm gonna have a time with that. Ah, oh. Sam. Hey, you. We'll see what the state man, of play has in store for us. We're almost an hour and a half in, and we still haven't talked about the latest direct. Oh God, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't watched the direct. I I I got Cliff notes. <laughs> uh, uh, you see, I have. And I want to brag about something real quick, okay? Okay, okay, he's gonna brag. I want, I want to, I want to use this time to talk about how smart I am because how, how big, swole brain here. <laughs> uh, uh, because a couple hours before the direct went live, people were going crazy all over Twitter. Like, this is it. This is the one. Sora is coming to Smash, hundred percent confirmed. And then people were going, Boy. oh, it's gonna be Spyro. It's gonna be Crash. And I'm like, guys. There's a history with this stuff. Even if it's something co- really, really cool, we're going to have no idea what it is. Everyone's wrong here. Everybody. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 Alex. It's going to be Sora this time. There's no way they'd miss out. Sora. It, there's no way. And that's like, okay. And then it, and then the announcement came that it's another Xenoblade 2 Chronicles character. And it's like, look who was right again. <laughs> oh, my chair fell. <laughs> damn he really got into that <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm not like I was I was like you I'm like it'd be cool to see Sora or Crash or Spyro or whatever but uh, I don't think it'll happen also, did you see that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 completely sold out in Japan after the announcement no I did not those games are so good my, br- I... my brother has played but have you played Xenoblade 1 I know you played Xenoblade 2 did that did that one get like remastered recently on the on the switch was that, am, I, am i crazy to think that i played the first one on the original wii i'm not proud of that but i did oh, the, oh yeah there was a remaster yeah so you've played both uh at least it's another, another fire emblem character <laughs> look that's for the next one <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, dude, this character, Noah's character is so cool. She has a sword and everything. Yeah, isn't so it's it's Mithra and Pyre and Pyra, which are like they're the same person, yeah. but at the same time they're not the same person. So I don't I don't know the whole lore on Xenoblade, so I don't know what the hell is going on there. Uh, cr- apparently, I'm correct. <laughs> I just know that that you'll be able to switch between them, uh, apparently, in it in, and in, for the Smash character. It's a new Smash character, really cool, super fun. Look, Smash Brothers, and and I know we've said this before, considering like when Steve was at first announced, I'm like, oh man, how do they make Steve, you know, a big, uh, like like how do they make him and stuff like that unique? I'm like, they pretty much did. Like he's he's a very unique yeah. character. And if any if anything, Sakurai puts a lot of effort into making these characters very very uh, unique from one another. Every fighter pass must include a fire emblem character. You know it, boy. Did this did this one get it? Get one yet? Uh, oh, no. it didn't get it. Nope, no, it did not. All right, <laughs> so now so now who's the next fire emblem character? <laughs> Because okay, so that, so then we then we so then, so, that, so we got we got to have the Fire Emblem character, and then you got to have Jonesy from Fortnite. Because you know everyone's saying that that's going to happen. I'm like I'm still on the fence of whether or not that's going to happen. 
That's another. That's another one. A lot of people were saying is going to happen, and I was just like, nah, nah, it's not. They won't you add another three no house idea. character. Yeah, they probably won't add a three house character. It doesn't need to be a three house character. It could be from any other Fire Emblem games, which I don't know anything about. Yeah, you guys have no idea what it's going to be. I I just know whenever anybody says, I know it. This is good. This is going to be the one. It's like it's be the one. It's you guys never, are. It's wrong. never the one. It's you never guys the are one. all wrong. Y'all are crazy. I, Hell, I bet Nintendo looks at these predictions and are like, okay. We they probably no have a good laugh at that. <laughs> the internet, they're, yeah, they're in, the internet will lose their, lose their mind if another Fire Emblem character gets announced. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm just looking at popular Fire, Fire Emblem Give characters. Give me Sora! It, it needs to be one with a sword. He, they have to have a sword. Here, this one. Um, Hinoka. Hinoka is the next Smash character confirmed. Okay. Confirmed. She's so cool. And... On this day, February twenty fourth, twenty twenty one, it's confirmed. I don't even remember the character's name. You said it was Hinoka. it was a name. Hinoka will be in Smash. Got um, it. Boy, if we're actually right, that'd be something. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, already made it. Skin mod for this character in uh, Smash Wii U. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, move. Let's move on. Anyway, uh, the one that you're probably excited for, Splatoon Three, is coming this year. Hell yeah, dude! I I absolutely love the first Splatoon uh, games. I bought my Wii U specifically for that. I love it when Nintendo like branches out and tries these new things, man. I love it, and I get like Arms wasn't a big success. I'm not sure if they're gonna stick with that or not. To basically have affirmation that Splatoon is basically a here a series that's here to stay, after everyone said that last Splatfest was um, uh, not very exciting or whatever. I mean, I thought it was, but like, it makes me feel good, man. It makes me feel real good. It, it's one of these moments that I tell myself that I remind myself that a lot of people don't know Nintendo and. I and I'm not claiming I know Nintendo, but they're not looking at it and saying, "Uh, you know, this is Nintendo. This is Nintendo, basically. Like, they're not going to make a hardcore first-person, third-person shooter. Basically, this is going to be the like the closest you're going to get to minus Smash, uh, like sweaty gaming, I guess, and stuff like that. Like, I I don't know if like Splatoon has any like." competitive scene i it should it, it should honestly it it does not but i but i've seen some uh some really some really talented people that are really good at uh splatoon 2 obviously none of them are as good as me but still really talented i i, I don't know it, it's one of those things where it's just like nintendo's nintendo and I know we've talked about this, but Nintendo is like, they still are like, they, they definitely are like the family oriented gaming type deal where it's like, you could play this with your parents and stuff like that. Like, I think any, any parent would probably want to like their kid playing Splatoon over like Call of Duty and, and stuff oh, like absolutely. that. So it's just like, it's ironically played by a lot more adults than children. Oh, but... I know. But I, but I'm thinking from Nintendo's point of view and stuff like that, like, yeah, here's, Here's their here's their mindset and stuff like that. They are not of the mindset that 
you know, esports is is really a thing at this point. Like we've seen that with Smash so much. Um so I'm just like, this is this is a good thing. It's true no. Oh, they're still talking about Smash stuff. Um at, at the same time, did you uh did you watch that podcast that I uh retweeted on uh Twitter? No. It it was a great discussion about like how I love in how Splatoon in Splatoon three they're really doing a lot more to give you a diverse range of skin colors and they're doing a lot more to be more inclusive to everybody and I just think that's so awesome. That's that's so cool to see. In a way, I almost didn't expect that from Nintendo either, but it's something that I'm glad that we're seeing and I'm hoping we see more of it coming in the future. And I want to I want to say this. I'm like, a lot of people were saying that the direct was really bad, um, that this recent direct was really bad. I think it was partially the expectations were far too high. Um, yeah. Remember, Call of Duty is played by kids and Nintendo is played by adults. And it, just, it happens. Um, but it's like. It, it's just like I get the, you know, hopes were high that the director's going to be good, that they were going to talk Zelda and stuff like that, that they were going to talk, you know, Pokemon stuff and whatnot, and that didn't, that just didn't happen. My my precious Wind Waker port. Hey, it could still happen. It could still happen. You never know. But it's, it's one of those things where, like, just because you're not excited for Splatoon 3 doesn't mean it's not big news. Absolutely. There's a big following for Splatoon. Yeah. And I'm like a lot of those people enjoyed the direct and a lot of people were very happy with that. I don't know. I think uh, at least in my small circle, people enjoyed that direct anyway. I don't know. I, I just remember, you know, in Ghost Discord, I didn't really partake in the discussion, but it was like it was it was getting some getting some it's getting a little heated um yeah but it was like i i get the you know that you know it's it's just like it wasn't exactly what people wanted but at the same time it's like there are still people excited just because you're not excited doesn't mean it's shit they still uh, they still want out some cool stuff let's let's not uh, uh, let's not write off this whole thing and say they didn't bring out anything cool or unique they they absolutely did Despite, despite like if some people are disappointed or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think a lot of people were mostly. I think the reason a lot of people were disappointed is a lot of people were expecting that an announcement of uh, a Zelda collection. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Zelda collection the... Gen Four remake for Pokemon. Yeah. Which I'm gonna be honest with you, they wouldn't do in that in that kind of direct. They would be a they'd be a big announcement probably. In yeah, and considering it's like 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 a year ago, there was that Mario direct, and this is and this is what we've I I don't know if you and me have talked about this, but I know I've talked about it with other people that there will probably be multiple directs this year, and um, and that was specifically be called like. Zelda Direct or Pokemon Direct. I know there's like a big Pokemon concert supposed to be happening pretty soonish, if I'm not mistaken. Um, which they then they might announce something Pokemon related. 
other than just having a concert for it, which a lot of people are saying could happen. Um, so as much as people wanted to hear this, this triple pack, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 shit like that, mm-hmm. it probably wasn't going to happen in General Direct. They're going to, like... Yeah. Like, Nintendo knows, like, you know, what people are really looking for from them is they're looking for especially this year where it's like you got pokemon and that's a you know it's a big franchise along with zelda which is a lot of people's favorite franchises so yeah nintendo nintendo confirmed that breath of the wild 2 news will be coming this year i 100 percent believe it yeah people just need to be more patient people are not patient no, no, they're not. We we have we've seen it time and time again. People are not patient. They are not willing to wait. They they want to hear something and they want to hear it now. Um, what else we got here? They, Mario what Golf. Mario Golf is happening. What do, you, what do you mean game development from home means games will take longer to develop? That shouldn't be true. I want all of my games right now today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you mean? Things are taking longer because of a pandemic? Oh yeah, did we forget the pandemic's happening? Yeah, that's kind of happening. Yep. <laughs> yeah, baby rage. Hit him up, hit him up with all the baby rage. Uh let's see the Mario game, Mario Golf game is coming out. Mario what is I don't even remember what it was called. I just wrote Mario Golf. I don't know if that's actually what it's called. <laughs> it, it is a out of all those sports they could pick, they picked golf. I hate it's, that. Look, man, it's the only one that they, they were probably just like, what What Mario game have we not put, like, the, you know, what, what Mario game have we not done, in, or, like, sports game have we not done in a while? Golf. Sure. I, I suppose so, but, like, people have been asking for, like, a new Super Mario Sluggers or a new Super Mario Strikers for, like, the longest time, though. And I get it. We haven't had a golf game since the GameCube time it's golf yeah no they got you know <laughs> nintendo they gotta make the rounds <laughs> uh what else is there but golf whatever man it's 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 cool I, yeah. I, i'll give them that it's still pretty cool yeah it's whatever man people who buy mario stuff for mario will like it i guess sure um i guess <laughs> I guess uh, one thing I forgot to put in my notes is the Monster Hunter Rise stuff because I didn't really look at that. But oh, the fuck! Whoa, what the fuck is that? It's uh, it's basically the Monster Hunter game that's on. It isn't it? I think it's like an old game. Uh, but it's like it, it got recently got to the Switch and it was like a demo on the Switch, and now it's being like fully released on there because it was like getting so well received. I could be 100% wrong about that, but uh, Eric says he's looking forward to it, so I'll take his, I'll take his word on that. Uh, hey, I like the golf game and Wii Sports. Dude, Wii Sports is like top-tier game. If, if we determine anything, that's, that, that is the case. I mean, cool. I like Monster Hunter. Oh, Why it's not? a new game for the Switch? Oh. So it's not... So it's a new Monster Hunter game specifically for the Switch... Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Looks neat. I guess I never really got into the Monster Hunter. I I got I remember buying my graphics card. They get they I got Resident Evil 3 and Monster Hunter World with the DLC 
for free just basically for buying my graphics card, which is cool because I was already planning on buying Resident Evil 3. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember playing Monster Hunter World for like a couple hours, I think, and I was just like, eh, I'm just not overly excited, I guess. I don't know. I feel like if I was playing with people, I would have been really been like, yeah, but eh. We'll play together someday. We'll play this one. Sure, but no, but sure. Yes, we will. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of things here. Uh, we got that. We got Legend of Zelda Sky, Skyward Sword HD for the Switch, which everyone because everyone's taking that is like that's the that was the Zelda thing. Yay! And I'm just like that wasn't the Zelda thing. They knew that it wasn't going to be like. I don't know, superly overly like people weren't going to be superly overly excited about that. I like the the big thing everyone wants to hear about is. Breath I mean, of the it's Wild. still cool, but yeah, like it's still cool because considering what what is that? That's a is that a Wii game or a Wii U game? It's a Wii game. It yeah. was released on Zelda's twenty fifth anniversary, I think. Ah, I see. But, yeah. Eh. I, again, I haven't played many of the Legend of Zelda series, so. I don't know enough. It's considered generally to be one of the worst ones. That being said, it still has its place and it it obviously has a following still. Isn't it like the start of the timeline, though? The Skyward Sword? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, it is. My brother saying yes, it is. We'll go with that. I'm I'm an unformed little little boy whatever it's it, it's cool i'll enjoy playing through it again yeah uh what else Fall guys is coming to switch i'm surprised it already wasn't honestly uh let's see hades is getting a physical release for the switch yep yep Hades is a good game <laughs> i might yep. i might, ha- I, might ha- I haven't gotten it for the switch yet so i might have to get the physical release yep yep so yeah, and we kind of talked like I was like, oh, they're overall a little disappointing, but it's not. I don't think it's Nintendo's fault. We already kind of went over this. Um, a lot of the stream is just us talking about stuff that we're gonna buy. <laughs> Look, they're doing their jobs. That's <laughs> 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 all I'm saying here. Uh, all right. What haven't? There's a few more things we got yet. God, it's so long. It's a long one. Uh. Well, we could talk about how ridiculous the uh, the BlizzCon was for a, for a little bit. Uh, sure. So if anyone was watching BlizzCon over the weekend, uh, we'll know there was a Metallica concert concert kind of happening. There was a they were supposed to play a few songs at BlizzCon, and uh, uh, hmm. So the, BlizzCon's and it was all remember BlizzCon is all digital this year. There was only only the people who were on stage doing stuff or you know Metallica performing were the only ones there. There was no people in there was no fans in the convention. Um so it was streamed on Twitch and YouTube, but because Twitch is having this whole DMCA shit still going on, uh they didn't want uh any claims. And I want to point out for a second BlizzCon is streamed on their own Twitch channel, on Twitch gaming channel and stuff like that. They replaced the Metallica song with some generic 
non-copyright bullshit music in the middle of their concert. So while Metallica's rocking out, while Metallica is just, they're just jamming, dude. They're going. They're going hard. So and all you hear is, and I'm just like, what is going on here? It was, it was the most ridiculous, dumbest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And it, it's just embarrassing. It's just straight up embarrassing. Like, and I want to point out, because this was being streamed on Twitch, it was also being streamed on YouTube. YouTube didn't do that. They let it ride. This is it's yeah. getting ridiculous on their own Twitch channel. On their own Twitch channel. They were they were concerned they were gonna get DMCA claimed on their channel. Unreal. Uh where does this end? Like how how much more will they will 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 it have to take? What what more will need to be done before Twitch or Amazon decides to do something about this? You know? It, yeah, I, I just ask myself that question every time I hear shit like this because it's insanity. I, I can't. It's like, it's like a record label creates their own Twitch channel and they say, hey, we're going to start putting our own music on here. And they're like, the, nah, nah, you're not going to do that. Well, but but it's our music. We, we're we're literally literally the ones making it. Yeah, but we don't know that you're OK with that. Here's here's the thing with YouTube. YouTube can afterwards, uh, and your and YouTube has worked with like they they have like like I'm not saying that the like that you don't see. Hmm, how do I say this? Because there are definitely like there are definitely DMCA claims on YouTube. Um, they've handled it a little differently than uh, Twitch because YouTube's been handling it for a lot longer. They've kind of figured it out. Um, and also YouTube isn't just live streaming. It's, it's videos, majority of its videos. So if anything Mm -hmm. does get hit with DMCA, they can just say, they can just flag it and then say, Hey, content creator, your shit contains DMCA stuff. Uh, you either need to replace the audio or mute it or something. Um, which is different from what Twitch has, which Twitch is all streaming. It's all live streaming. Um, and so you can only do stuff after the VOD which is usually results in muting it. But at the same time, they also have licenses with uh, certain things to like, especially because it's their own channel. It's YouTube's like own channel that they were broadcasting on. So they can pay for the broadcaster license at the time, which is what they did for, for this, uh, for this section. Cause they were willing to put down the goddamn money for it. Um, so that way it didn't get muted. So that way they could show it. And also they can demonetize it if they if they really wish to. And then a way they don't have to get muted because they're not making money off it. That's that's the big thing is that it's people are profiting off of this. And that's what record labels don't want. But if you're just demonetizing it, then they say, well, you used it. But you're also not making money off it. So I guess it's it's what it is. It's kind of how you get around it. It's like. That that's like a, that's a whole other discussion of YouTube demonetizing stuff. Whether like you 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 know you drop an f bomb or something like that, if, I think within like the first couple minutes of like a video, it automatically gets demonetized and stuff like that. Uh, it that YouTube's always changing, and that's a whole different monster to tackle right there. Yeah. Um. 
but Twitch just re- just it just refuses to do anything about it. And I and I and I'm always whenever I say Twitch, I mean Twitch and Amazon because you know Twitch is owned by Amazon. Um, yeah. It's just man, it, what what more is it going to take? This is ridiculous, and it's it. And I think what it's going to what it's going to come down to is that YouTube gaming is either going to have to shape up or there's going to be some other streaming service whether god forbid facebook gaming but um comes up or or like just some other one just some just some new just some new streaming services like hey come over we figured out shit with dmca so you won't get dmca claims for this and then people would be like yes i it it's one of those things it's it's one of these moves that potentially could cause the whole crumbling of twitch like it really could because the instant something new comes up it was the whole thing with uh, Mixer at the time, like, you know, Ninja moved over and stuff like that, and a lot of people were moving over to that because they were kind of unhappy with how Twitch was doing things. And it just shows the show, and with this DMCA stuff, the next time a new thing comes up, you could see people moving over there, and if it works out over there, you, you'll see more and more people transition over there, or there'll be a fight for big streamers, which will be a very interesting time to live in. <laughs> when it's like, because remember, remember, Ninja got like a big, I don't know if you call it a contract, but he, agreement basically that he gets so much money for staying on Twitch after, after like Mixer went down and he came back to Twitch. So it was just like, yeah. that's, that's a whole thing. But it could be a very realistic thing after, after uh, if, if, this w- if this thing were to happen. It could be. It just takes, uh, that's, the problem I have is I'm not sure or not too confident if that's going to happen because a big project like that takes the backing of obviously like a really large company. But but if like um, Apple or, or Google uh, decide to throw their hat in the ring, I'd say maybe. But even when you have a company as big as Microsoft that are that introduce something like Mixer and just are not able to make it work, I do have my doubts. That's true. I, I'm going to, I'm going to just because mixer failed. Does not mean yeah. that something else couldn't fail? Cause remember Twitch at the very beginning was not oh, affiliated with any of these people with, with not affiliated with any of the tech giants at the time. Uh, they, they rose, they rose because they were popular and, and it, something could be said they were like the first streaming center centered, uh thing out there when it came for gaming obviously youtube was was a place where people oftentimes did and twitch kind of took up that mantle after youtube streaming was just kind of not fleshed out enough yeah so you could have that argument that it was like the first but i will still argue that somebody will try and do something at some point i guarantee you that we'll we'll see some new streaming service pop up at some point and try and well, get people seen, to come over. Well, you've seen that stuff with like uh, different alternative media sources. Like um, I'm sure you've heard of story fire. Like there are some people who have been trying to get that to be like the, the new and improved YouTube. And while I certainly think like, like I'm trying to think like websites like this could have a chance it just makes me wonder like if they'll really take off or if 
or if enough people will be willing to really jump on board for something like that to be considered a huge success. Yeah, you're right. That's what it comes down to is people are going to have to jump on it. Um, whereas Mixer, people were kind of skeptical. Yeah. So it, it, it comes down to whether or not you really like the platform. If there's enough problems with it and there's this other streaming services that's not really having these problems and you're willing to test the water, go for it. That's, that's what it comes down to. If you're, if you're not satisfied with what you're being with the product that you're using. So like, if you're not happy with Twitch, but then this new service pops up and it's like, Oh, that's nice. Let me try it out. And you really like it. And you're like, say bye Twitch. Yeah. It, it, in the end, it, it, it's, it's all on, it's all on Twitch and Amazon to keep the service. Uh, really like, yeah, keep it afloat. Like, like to keep people gripped over here and stuff like that. For they haven't had to work on doing that for a long time, just because, like I said, there was really no other uh, competitor. And I will kind of argue that there's still no competitor, but YouTube gaming is still kind of a thing. And I, I guess Facebook gaming, sure, but I don't really consider that a competitor. No. So yeah. we'll we'll say YouTube, but I, I'm gonna I'll throw a little pin on there. It is there. No one uses it, but. I mean, that's not true, but, you know, not a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, it, it comes down to you have to you have to still make it desirable that people will still want to still want to use it, even through some flaws or some growing pains. And right now, people are so frustrated with this DMCA stuff that if a new streaming service has popped up and set and had a bunch of these other things that Twitch doesn't have, like stuff that we didn't even realize we wanted it it could be it could be could be a big deal could be uh, i'm hoping at this point like twitch can eventually um like really get their shit together and make and make it a platform that everyone wants to be on i'm not confident that's going to happen because in a lot of ways that's the reason why a lot of people are becoming more and more interested in um story fire because youtube does have a lot of problems especially when it does come to monetization it, it really takes a push not just from the creators but audiences to really you know support their favorite creators on a platform that they normally or typically wouldn't go to because right now it's like everyone uses youtube everyone uses switch i, I mean twitch <laughs> Well, okay, so it, uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off here for a moment just because I saw Eric's yeah. uh, comment. DMCA will come to every streaming everything if it gets big enough. That is true, and there are ways around it that Amazon just doesn't want to do, that Twitch and Amazon just doesn't want to do. They can have a mass broadcasting license. It will cost them money per month, but it and, and you if you're a partnered streamer or... I would say affiliate, there but there's so many affiliates and I don't think they would want to go underneath that. I think yeah. I, I think it'd be under part because really the big one is partnered I, as affiliate. Would it be nice to have it? Yeah, but yeah. I don't think there's with how with the they either have to up up 
Like they'd have to amp up like the requirements for well the requirements for being affiliate, which I don't think that's what they want to do. They want at least people streaming and make a little something here or there. Like like the I don't know. It I would still stream regardless of whether or not I was affiliate, but at the same time it's nice to have same. it because at least you could, you know, you get something on bits, you get something on you know, this the the subs that you guys graciously give us because the and stuff like that. It's it's something that that uh yeah, YouTube has invested millions in their systems and it yes, it has flaws. Everything will always have flaws, I feel like, but it's just when you can mitigate those flaws will be the big will be the big point. Yeah. Um I'm just saying there are things that that Twitch and Amazon could be doing that they're not doing. Um, That's pretty much what I'm trying to get at and what people are really wanting them to do, but they just don't want to spend the money. Uh, And and like, I think what we've kind of been getting at these last few minutes is like, uh, I think what part of the reason why they're not really too interested in really going out of their way to fix these problems is because they're confident that people aren't going to leave, Mm -hmm. which is why... I think people need to be more open about maybe trying out something new, like maybe going over to a different website. And I absolutely think like Mixer could have been a success if like Ninja or whoever else's audience did move over there with them. And it sucks because after that happened, they're like, Oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna watch other streamers on Twitch. It'll be fine. Since that's the mindset, I can't see any immediate changes being happening. If if a miracle happens and the hearts and minds of people everywhere change, I I doubt we're going to get out of this rut that we're in. As much as it sucks to say. It's hard to move off of what the mainstream thing is, right? Like, it's... It's it's hard to like see that there could be, but like, here's here's the thing. You look at, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this into perspective of like social medias and stuff like that, like early social media and stuff like that. There was this idea, you know, that like there was MySpace, and then everyone was just like, oh man, MySpace and stuff like that. And there was probably a few others that I I was, uh, the, the, MySpace was like the first place that I was like introduced to social media and that grew to Facebook and then Facebook grew to Twitter and stuff like that. Just because we can't see it, see the next big thing it's coming and stuff like that. Vine like Vine is a good example of that too. Vine uh, then turned into TikTok. Vine is basically TikTok and stuff like that. Um, So saying that, nothing will come after twitch is is just silly like yeah like there will be something there will be another streaming service after twitch that some people will hop on and stuff like that uh and say this is great and then either they'll coexist kind of like what facebook and twitter is doing or it'll take over um i'm more of on the mindset that it'll probably they'll probably just coexist kind of like twitter and facebook is right now um but at least then it will, you know, they'll compete with each other. So it'll it'll often end up better for the streamers, for the people watching the streams. It'll it'll I think it'll fix a lot of problems or at least force Twitch to start looking at this and going, hey, 
we need to fix this, otherwise we're going to lose more content creators, and we don't want that. So, yeah. Yeah. It To say nothing will come after Twitch, I feel like, is just the... is very short-sighted. Like I know, I and I get that. At the same time, I think it's also important to look at stuff li- like YouTube. Like, there are lots of video streaming services out there. None have even come close to... Uh, close to the success of uh, YouTube, obviously. Like, they exist, and people can obviously move it back and forth to them. They're just not reaching that heights. And why I think, like, uh, another website or whatever, being able to reach the size of Twitch absolutely is possible in every sense of the word. In fact, uh, like you said, it's even probable. Uh, I'm not going to discount the possibility that Twitch might might try to keep the monopoly that they have. I don't like to call it a monopoly, but that's essentially what it is. I mean, yeah, you're you're not wrong. Um, uh, how do I say this? I think there are good arguments for both sides. Honestly, I know there's going to be something after Twitch, and it, I do agree with you, and I think. Whatever that ends up being, whether it's uh, YouTube gaming or Facebook or something completely new, I, I I do think it'll be able to reach that size and probably coexist, if not just take it over completely. At the same time, I'm saying that there is a possibility that maybe even with these alternative methods of going to streaming prep, other streaming platforms that none of them will really reach the size or popularity that Twitch has right now. Thing about Twitch is uh will be fine if nothing is done. Mm, I wouldn't I'm, say that. I either. wouldn't say that. I just think they'll lose content creators to YouTube if that's the case. I know I guess I I don't know, but I've no I that some streamers I, I that I've watched, some bigger streamers that I watch, have talked about possibilities of moving over to YouTube because, one, they're already putting you know their stream highlights onto YouTube, so it's like why not just stream off of YouTube? And especially if you're big enough, you can make that switch and stuff like that, and feel probably not that much of a of, of a hit. Um, so. It's it's one of those things that it, it, the more people get complacent with it, the more the more uh, Twitch will, will again be able to just like say, yeah, this isn't a problem. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. But if if people experience like if they start experiencing the the push and people are really getting to the point where they're like, okay, enough is enough, and they do start switching, then things will get better. But until they're given a reason to like. They're not going to. I think right now people are holding out hope that they'll figure out something here. Yeah. And then people think Twitch will be fine, which is the wrong mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That you're right. hundred percent. You are exactly right. Uh, There's a lot of, there's a lot of things happening behind, you know, being, you know, since streaming, I've really found out that like, there's a lot that goes behind the thought process of whether or not, you know, for me, I've been on Twitch for God, it was how many years? Five, six years at this point. I've been watching content creators. I started. I want. I remember trying to stream three years ago, but I was also still in college at the time, so I didn't have 
you know, I didn't have the computer, nor did I have time to be able to stream and stuff like that. And Twitch just felt like a natural thing because it was the big thing at the time. Going back a year when I wanted, when I started up again and I wanted to start doing this again, mm-hmm. I was just like, I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent convinced I wanted to do Twitch. I was con- seriously considering YouTube and there's times where I still consider going to YouTube. Um, it, it's come to that point where I've started to become dissatisfied, not enough with Twitch to leave it. I, I, yeah. I personally love this platform. I, I love how, uh, they try to support, uh, create, they support content creators with their, uh, uh, like the front front thing, but also for like us smaller streamers, you know, they have the affiliate program, which at least you can get a little something off of these people that. Yeah, the pre-roll ads, that's that's fair. And that's the idea of that, you know, you you subscribe to someone that you like and you're going to watch a lot and stuff like that, then you won't have to deal with the ads. It's part that's yeah. partly why you subscribe. So there is that. It's all these things that you, that you, that go in your head, and you wonder to yourself. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't do Twitch. Maybe I should do YouTube. Um, and you weigh your odds of what of what you do and stuff like that. And once you make that choice, especially if you're small, if you're smaller like like me and like Tom Cruise, you're probably gonna want to stick where where people know you from. So like you know, we've been on Twitch. We're gonna stay on Twitch for probably in, until we get to the point where we're just like. No, no, not anymore. Or, you know, if they fix the problems, they're like, yes, we can stay here now and feel pretty confident. Yeah. Not to speak for you or anything, but I feel like that's kind of like a mindset. Oh, no, I'm absolutely, absolutely of the same mindset. Nothing's in the background. Yeah. Well, it's all growing. It's all growing pains. And when you when you're making money off content creation, ads are just a natural thing. They're most of the time streamers don't get their don't get paid from yes they get paid from twitch but that's not a majority where their where their uh in their income comes from the it's oftentimes sponsorships and uh just ads and stuff like that done yeah so it's it's something that comes with the territory of content creation that ad sponsorships just are going to be spots in your thing oftentimes i see twitch people when they're partnered with something you scroll down below their channel and that's where you can get their get the links or whatever to their to their sponsorships and whatnot one of the nice things about twitch is that it's not right in your face other than like the pre-rolled ads and stuff like that but when you're when it's the streamer specifically they're mostly either they have to make it very clear that it's sponsored or um or they just put it down below uh their stream Yeah. Oh boy. We're two hours. So in. we made it. We got this uh we got this podcast to two hours. Did. Did. It's been a while since we've done that. Um yeah. but funny enough, we still got one more thing to talk about. Yeah. Uh so on on a lighter note of all this like kind of down and dreary type stuff, uh I saw oh, the Halo TV show. Is a Halo TV show? Oh, wait, what? Wait, no, wait. no, wait. You do your thing. No, hold on. There's a Halo TV show. Hold on. Hold, hold the phone. No, you, you, you keep. Is talking. this actually a thing, or are you, or are you just messing with me right now? No, it's a real thing. But keep going. 
Okay. We can talk. We can talk about this after. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I saw a new study that links playing video games can lead to lower depression in uh, younger boys. Uh, is what is what they is what they um, said. And looking at some of the, it, it was looking at this over eleven thousand kids, and this is like a study done over. I think they said over ten years and stuff like that that they've been tracking this stuff of like these participants that enrolled in this study. And it just shows that the, the less depression and stuff like that happens for, for guys um, that played, played video games uh, growing up, which is awkwardly timed or very conveniently timed where we recently got this. uh, I, I, I remember seeing your tweet about it. You want to talk about that tweet for a second? Uh, yeah, there has been a new bill in er- introduced that's uh, going to attempt to ban all violent video games. Yeah, because they want violence off the streets because, you know, video games cause violence, even though multiple studies over the years have claimed that that's not a thing. Remember, because violence didn't exist before video games, you know, it never happened. There was no violent outbreaks whatsoever. There was no such things as wars or anything like that before video games. As we all know, the world was peaceful and devoid of conflict until violent video games turned us all into animals. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So. Yeah, it was introduced by some uh, representative from Illinois. Probably getting paid by the yeah, NRA. Probably. <laughs> even at the, at, even like ignoring the, mo- if you ignore the most recent study, there was one done like a few years ago. It was done on like over 10,000 people over the course of like 20 years that said, yeah, there's absolutely no correlation between video games and violence. Like there have been multiple studies and there have just been massive giant studies done on tons and tons of test subjects on all all of of them that come out. Yeah. And they've all come out like, yeah, that's has nothing to, has nothing to do with making people more violent. And Every time it keeps coming up, like it's oh no, it's the video games. It's video games making people violent. There's nothing else that could be doing that. It's yeah, like, it's not like you know mental health or the unrestricted gun control in the United States. No, it's not. That's not it. We you know how 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 could it be that? I mean, the good guy the good guy with the gun always beats the bad guy with the gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm, yeah. Mm. That's how the world works. Yeah, but. Boy, it's just I I can't help but look at this and go, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yes, I love going into the metaverse and changing people's heart in the world or throwing them into TVs. Yes, that's that's what I do to do, spark my violence and stuff like that. <laughs> oh man, uh yeah. But what about movies, television, and books? Uh Oh, you you make me become Joker. I mean, I will, but you it's, know, it's the perfect time. The timing of that joke plus that that redemption, it's it's too good. You're right. Ah, oh, crap! Now you're gonna make me. I don't want to grab it in the middle of the podcast. There's just gonna be nothingness for like in, for like the next thirty it's seconds okay, while I, I grab this. Uh, while you go grab that, I can talk about the announcement of the new Halo TV show, and then we can get back on track. Well, how how about how about we fix? Uh, I'm I'm gonna finish this. Uh, I'm gonna finish this real fast, and then we can discuss that. Uh, okay. Okay. So the study show the study was ma- mainly like how 
like social media or just technology, modern technology affects, you know, younger kids' brains and stuff like that. So the two main things that they found is that boy, like, like boys who play video games in the younger age tend to be less depressed and less violent. Um, you guys are going to kill me right now. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it showed that they're that uh, the between that and the guys, and then but funny enough, it girls didn't get it. They weren't shown that this that was the case, and I think it was mainly because at the time when they did this study, they didn't have a lot of girls under the study of video games, and not a lot of them did that. So I think they said that that's probably going to take some more looking into to see any na- actual discrepancies between right. the, between them. It, so what? Like I get that. I I. Seriously, seriously doubt they're going to find anything, though. Like, you mean, uh, well, it's just like, I mean, they're like linking video games with girls on like, like lower depression, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Ah, fuck. That's why I was just like, I was just like, what are you talking about here? Oh, yeah, sorry. I basically they just said there wasn't enough data to link the girls. It was mainly just mainly just boys and stuff like that. So, but the other thing that did that they did, uh, study was the effects of social media on the people's brains and it was actually the reverse effect uh girls actually were um were less were less likely to be depressed the longer they spent on social media which i actually kind of think is a little strange if you ask me oh uh, yeah that's very strange and for guys just makes me more depressed yeah and guys were just like were a lot higher <laughs> The more time they spent on social media, the l- a lot higher chance that they were going to be end up being showing like depressed tendencies. I'm just like, yikes, <laughs> yikes. So as honestly, it was a really interesting uh, study to read about uh, that. They said that if that they that they definitely plan on doing this again uh, over the next decade. So they wanted to start it this year, or I guess last year. I think they started it last year, and then they're going. It's going to. They'll see. We'll see the results in either. I think they said it's either going to be a five-year one or it'll be a ten-year one. So we'll either see that in twenty twenty-five or twenty twenty thirty. So, but it'll be interesting considering how much bigger gaming has become over these ten years, and obviously it's going to continue getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And th- remember, this isn't just video games too. This is social media as well as and and any all. And all technologies uh, that happen. Oh man, it was it was really interesting. And then and then you and then I saw your tweet today, and I'm just like, this could not have been more conveniently timed. I, I like I can't you can't script this shit. <laughs> it, it is crazy. I'm just like, yeah, video games never uh, video games cause violence and stuff like that. I'm like, you are so stupid. <laughs> Coming out on literally the exact same day that uh, uh studiers was released, being like, "Yeah, this can, this can like show like lower depression rates in uh, in young boys or whatever." And it's like, "Well, no, they're they're violent. It's gonna make them violent. Hmm. We need to ban all of them." It's... Yeah, especially with the snowstorm that happened. And it's really interesting because we've looked at studies saying that like, even though anxiety is higher right now during the pandemic and stuff like that. But it shows that, you know, a lot more people have turned to gaming and as a result have actually like have had their anxiety lowered because of that. There are therapists that, you know, they've had like online sessions between clients and stuff like that that have recommended that they play video games to de-stress. 
so it comes down to well it makes well it's like it makes you more violent but at the same time it lowers your anxiety <laughs> no it doesn't make you more violent if you couldn't tell i was being very sarcastic <laughs> some people can never tell when i'm sarcastic and i'm like i feel like it's kind of obvious I, I think it is you're 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 fine you're fine so you're fine. I don't, yeah, no, you're fine. whatever but yeah so i'm just like i you look at all this shit and you're just like how can you believe this anymore is it's you clearly just don't want to look at anything but the front there page of there are a lot of stupid parents that are still out there that believe this shit somehow. And there's a lot of stupid politicians that are still getting paid by the NRA to say this shit. Yep. Yeah, corruption. <laughs> Yay! Alright, why don't you go talk about Halo while I'm putting on the Joker mask. Okay. So it was announced today that uh, uh, I think it was being made primarily through uh, Paramount that they're... Uh, producing a brand new Halo TV show that's going to go more in depth with like the history of the ODSTs and the uh, Spartans. And it's going to be released as soon as 2022. And that's amazing. A lot like some set photos have already been released and oh God. Oh God. What the fuck is that? Take that shit off. Take it off. I'm Joker. (laughs) What do you want from me? What? You look like the grandma from the Cat in the Hat movie. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I don't know. Oh man! Look, because I don't have the hair like Joker. Is that what you're trying to say here? No. See, see, Jeremy thinks I'm looking cool. My brother thinks I'm looking cool. <laughs> I will say the mask doesn't. I don't have it quite properly fixed so it doesn't really it doesn't really show my eyes or anything like that but hey it, also i'm a really fine. white dude wearing a white mask <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah apparently to a team of executives uh that came out today they apparently already saw the first episode so it's 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 happening they're wor- they're working on it is this different from the Steven Spielberg t- Halo TV show? I believe so. To my knowledge, that he does not have any. Um, he de- he is not working on this TV show that they're developing. Yeah, I missed most of the conversation, so I don't really know what's no. happening. <laughs> uh, Paramount's making a Halo TV show coming out in 2022. Is it based off of any of the games or is it like its own thing? And it, will it have Chief in it? They don't know about Chief and it's not based off one of the games. Is it a bunch of like <laughs> other Spartans then? Yeah, it's apparently going to go uh, uh, deeper into the uh, history and the lore of uh, the Spartans and the uh, ODSTs. I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty cool because apparently some of the writers of the Halo books are going to be involved in oh. this, and a lot of those books are really, really fucking good. Neat. Especially out uh, Fall of Reach and all this other shit. Like, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, More there was video like, game media being made. It's like I'm holding that sounds interesting. I might uh, I'll have to play through Halo probably to watch that too, and then also uh. 
what else is there? Then there, then there's supposed to be that uh, MTG show that comes out. It's like Netflix show, I think. That's yeah. supposed to be in the works. Which I don't really know what that's going to cover. I don't know if that's going to be like. I don't know if that's going to be like. I I think they said they want to start from like the first when they started really making lore for the game, which would be like Phyrexians right off the bat, and I'm just like. Ooh, <laughs> that's going way back. I thought that, that, that's I thought like old school lore. Be, I thought the main character was going to be Chandra. I thought so too, but I'm not 100% sure what, what what's all in store for that. Um, it'd be very interesting to see if, if they're going way back in lore or if they're going to start with recent lore with like the War of the Spark, which I think would be cool if they did that. Um, oh, that'd and, be... that and that whole setup uh, going... That's a lot of setup. I mean, where would you even start with that? I think you probably fight start with like you might be able to start with Kaladesh, but it might be the one before that even. I think Kaladesh might be a good like it'd be a fun place to start, I think. I also think that you'd also have to figure out a good spot to start to introduce the five main planeswalkers as well, with like Nissa, Chandra, Liliana, Gideon. So they could Jace. start. Uh, uh, so they could go way back in like the newer lore and uh, show the formation of the uh, the Gatewatch to take down mm. the uh, take down the Eldrazi. Eldrazi, that's what they're called. I can't yeah. believe I fucking forgot. Damn it! But yeah, dude. I think that'd be. I do think that'd be fucking sick. Honestly, like, dude, start with that and then just like progress with like all the Nico Bolas stuff. And then you can move into like some of the newer stuff. Uh, I'm saying I'm still saying I think my prediction of like magic is correct. Turning this into a magic podcast for a moment uh, yeah. that. Uh, after after Bolas, they now they're teasing Phyrexians, which means Eldrazi are coming back, which means they might go back to Innistrad, which means Emrakul is going to come bursting out of the moon. And it'll be neat as hell. It's also the same writers that made it that are like Endgame, right? Like it's the same people that made the Avengers Endgame. I believe so. And Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Russo brothers, I believe, right? That's that's the name. I think. I don't know. Sounds about right. I, I, I remember discussing this a while ago, but that sounds about right. Yeah. Well don't give me one of the lead writers. <laughs> For the Halo, hey, maybe they could bring some in from uh, the Red versus Blue. <laughs> I mean, I think that that'd be fun. They did cut something like that for Halo Legends, which was really cool. They had the whole dinosaur thing. Yeah, don't worry, Eric. We're just being real nerds and talking Magic of the Gathering, and there's supposed to be a TV show for, or a Netflix show coming out for that. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of lore. We're kind of kind of a bunch of magic nerds. So if you're lost, I don't blame you. <laughs> all right well i think that's everything after about you know two hours and 15 minutes i think that's about everything that i wanted to cover there was a lot there was lots a lot to discuss this week yeah so that it's is going even to... more next week yeah there might is if there's a lot of big announcements from state of play or uh other things like that there could be uh could be a lot there so that's going to be all for us today. Uh, thank you all so much for watching, listening. Uh, be sure to, you know, 
leave us a rating. Uh, time is that tomorrow? No idea. We're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, so I wouldn't understand. No, no, no. <laughs> although, uh, <laughs> although I did watch the end of Reigns, and apparently they're still making that uh that twentieth anniversary uh animated series coming out soon. So nice that that's still happening. Uh, yeah. All right, now that is officially going to be it for us. I, I don't want to start talking Yu-Gi-Oh all of a sudden. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh. Leave us a rating uh, and everything like that. Give us all the stars, all the, all that stuff and whatnot. D- d- tell a friend, all the things, socials, whatnot. It's cool, cool things. All everything's happening. Uh, Video game. How, 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 my brain's fried. I forgot what to say, but yeah, that's gonna be it for us. Check out Tom Cruise. Can't lose out of his Twitch channel. He's gonna be playing some Legend of Creeps, and it'll be a good time. Uh, was it used Ocarina Time still? Um, yep. Another thing, other shenanigans. I like playing to. with my friends and getting drunk. When, when's the drunk That's snack stream coming? Uh, eventually. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Work in progress. I understand. It, it I, it's it's hard coming up with a date because I, I'm not going to complain about that on stream. Life, life, life is yeah. happening. So. Because life happens. Because life happens, indeed. Uh, Yeah. So, bye. But.